You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Go Wild. Now, if you don't know what Go Wild is, Go Wild is the fastest growing and most active app for hunters, anglers, and outdoor enthusiasts. Literally thousands of people are joining weekly, so it's uh, one of the fastest growing social media platforms for outdoor enthusiasts. Now, most major social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook have strict, very strict, anti-hunting and anti-firearm policies. That's not the case with Go Wild. If you're uh, a gun lover, you can post pictures of your guns. If you're uh, a hunter, a fisher, an angler, you know, all that good stuff, you can you can post pictures of your harvests, you know. Uh, a little blood doesn't hurt anybody, and as we all know, you know, hunters, an animal dies typically when we harvest, and a lot of people have uh, a problem with that on the major uh, major social media platforms, not on Go Wild, right? This is designed by hunters for hunters and anglers. So, um, and here's a, another great thing about uh, Go Wild. They donate a lot of their revenue back into conservation groups. One specific example is Raise Them Outdoors, and uh, that organization um, is helping teach kids to hunt and fish. So they're doing lots of big-time giveaways, and uh, you can store your pictures forever and ever and ever, and there's over 130 species and counting in their systems to uh, to tag and to like. And then you, basically what you're doing is you're joining a community uh, of other like-minded individuals who love hunting, love fishing, and love just being outside. So if you haven't already, go to wherever you d- download apps and search for Go Wild and uh, download it today. Welcome to Land Legs Podcast. This is your host, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. We're right here on Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network for the Habitat Heroes Podcast. Woo woo! This is going to be a fun one for us, and I hope you guys are ready because this one's been on the back burner for a while. It's been brewing. It's like it's like that pot of water on the back burner that's just like it's sitting about there boiling. To steam over. Oh, she's steaming, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, this is going to be a good one, and I hope you guys enjoy it because this is one that we have been stewing on, thinking on, we're waiting for the right time to release it because this is right in our wheelhouse. It's It's been like that itch that you just can't quite scratch, and you're like, you know what, I just... I, I, I'm not going all the way back there to scratch it. And then, you know what? You just get aggravated enough that you're like, okay, you know what? Scratch it. Well, We're it, going there. It's it, it's like whenever you you keep scratching, like the other day, I was scratching the back of my leg, and I'm like, man, I feel like Tick getting me. I feel like he's getting me. I keep scratching. Finally, I'm just like, tick with it. And I go in there, and I have to yank the pants down just to see if there is a Tick there. There wasn't, but I sure scratched her good. That so got weird. I got that's, weird. What, that's what this one is. <laughs> we are scratching it good, and this one's devoted to land purchasing and buying your first farm buying a farm investing in a farm all things real estate land and all frankly all the the red flags the red flags and all the gibberish the that the, you have to swim through with real estate listings that tell you one thing but once you purchase it, you find out it's another thing. Uh, well, hopefully you don't even <clears throat> purchase it. Hopefully you go and visit it first and realize, well, that was a waste. Yeah, but hopefully. Before it's we, easy to fall for it. It can be. Before we go all the way into that, we do have a very important announcement. We've got a couple announcements. Number Unero website. That's it. New, brand new, spanking new website. Clear Marketing kicked it. We've got a brand new website, and it looks good. It looks sharp. It's really usable. Um, all the podcasts are on there. The films are on there. The and podcast videos are on there. Brand new with the new website. Blogs. Ooh, blogs are on there. You will see a tab as well for a shop. We have, I, I swear this probably is the last <laughs> time that we're going to say it's coming soon, but uh, we have apparel coming soon. If you're in the area, you may have seen us sporting some of the gear already or just carrying it with us. Um, so there are some prototypes out there or, or first drafts out there, but, man, they look good. The reviews from people have been giving. Everyone's loving it. 
So you'll see a tab there on the website for a store, and it says coming soon because I promise it is coming uh, very soon. We had a major setback. We did. And we had everything coming off the line, and then they came off the line, and guess what? They weren't what we wanted. There was a mistake, and we weren't going to sell them like that. And so they got the plug got pulled on them, and now we're yep. st- we started over. And so quality. that's what – Yeah, quality control. That's it. Mr. Joe Pageant over at Outdoor Militia is helping us with that, and he said, uh-uh. And because we said, I wouldn't uh-uh. let this, this be sold. So we want – when it, even though there is a, a this other delay, we want it to be hot off the press, looking exactly the way they should, fitting the way they should, and so that's what we are ensuring by by putting the brake on a little bit and getting all new stuff. Um, of course, we're not paying for it, but it was a mistake on the the, the manufacturer. Uh, Anyhow, yes, we want quality stuff, and I think you guys. If you're interested, Hopefully in it was going worth to wait. love it. Going to love it. So, yeah. um, be watching for it, man. This the the, the hats and, and apparel is just like it, it's really kind of dynamic in in that. I can't wait to reveal it and, and show it, and pro- we'll probably spend at least a portion of a podcast on it. Yeah, but check another out big the website. Another big announcement, and that's what this whole podcast ties in with. Yes, is Matt and I recently our new United Country. Real estate agents. Boom. In my hometown of Mansfield, Missouri. Um, but the great thing about this move allows us to have more freedom with where we serve clients. So we are licensed in Missouri, so we can list and sell property anywhere in Missouri. And we're not bound to territories or counties like you may have seen with other um, other brokerages. And we haven't talked that much about you know, us selling real estate and being agents really in the past year. We've had our license for a year, but we are at a place now where we can really devote quite a bit of time talking about real estate and how it ties into what we do on a daily basis um, and and finding the right properties for customers. That's it. And that's such a fun job. We, we love consulting. Um, and that basically, those are the people who have probably already found their place. Um, they're they've got a property. They want to learn it inside and out and manage it to the best. But this is just taking basically a little bit of a step backwards. You're saying, let's find that right property first for the person, and then guide them through and, and offer consulting services. So it's really a a great mix, um, and we're really happy where we're at. Um, it's a great team there. We have way more freedom as far as the that's that's what as soon as you and I start getting licensed in some surrounding states, yep. we have the ability to help landowners outside of Missouri. For uh, sure. And hopefully that's Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, maybe a few others. We'll see. So if you are interested in real estate, property, farms, hunting ground in Missouri, contact us. Let us know. There's a, a new contact sheet. Even outside of we can still yeah. refer and find you well, a nice it, agent. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and as we do expand, um, we're going to be in the surrounding Midwest states. So really anywhere you want to hunt the Midwest, let us know. We have the contacts to be able to find those places um, that whether they're listed or not, there, there's a lot of properties out there who honestly people just haven't gotten that far in, in saying, hey, I want to take it to the market. So there's deals out there that can be found. We want to help everyone who's interested in land, um, no matter where they're at in the land purchasing process or the management aspect of it, we want to help you guys. So if you have questions about it, feel free to reach out. We'd love to help you. So, yeah, the, I think some people would be kind of wondering why we do the podcast, how we come up with the content. This isn't Matt and I just sit down once a week and just find a book and say, let's talk about this. It's yeah. probably something that we've done that week. That I think the interesting thing about us and what makes us different is we're constantly, we're not just talking about it, we're doing this stuff all the time. Yep. So we're doing real estate um, listings and, and working with landowners on buying and selling every week. And we're also working to improve um, farms through consulting almost every single week. And we're also, oh, guess what, on our free time, Going and doing it on our own farms. So we live and what breathe. Yeah, what free time. <laughs> um, we live and breathe land and everything regarding land, whether it's hanging stands or proven habitat or finding somebody 
a new farm so they can do the same thing and then helping them um, improve the habitat on their farm. So, And I think that's what helps make a, an agent, yeah. honestly. We're not just not an agent to talk about. Plug. Yeah. But, you know, obviously we love working with the land um, and being a part of it and having a hand in it. And this is just another aspect of that. Again, if we look at it like long term, what we always talk about, this is that mindset of, okay, let's find the right piece initially that's going to allow you to be able to, to meet your goals. Um, of course, we can manipulate the habitat um, as much as we want, but initially we have to find that right place to be able to do that um, and, and make it easier and, and work those deals. We want to do that and, and help people and customers. So that's why we got into it. And I think a, if somebody asks, thing. Why, why should I pick you as an agent? It's simple for us because if you're looking for a hunting farm or a cattle farm, we have the ability because of our background and our passion to look at that and see through what's there and say, okay, you want you want these goals. You have these goals for this property. This is the work it's going to take to get there. Exactly. Not just I want to make my commission and mm-hmm. we want you to get the production out of the farm that, that you have set aside and uh, that you have in your mind, and we have the ability to tell you if you can reach those because of our background in habitat and land. Well, and that's what that's what it comes down to is, okay, everyone, you know, they have their, their idea or principles that they want to get to with a farm. It's like, okay, if I'm going to pay X amount of money for that, that only leaves X left in my budget. Can I do what I want, reach the goals with the money that's left in my budget when I buy this farm? And again, because we're working out there and doing this all the time, it's like, there's probably not enough juice left of that lemon to squeeze out and get what you want. No. And but let's look, let's look at this farm that's five miles down the road. It's not going to look quite the same, but if you do XX next, there's actually money left over in this one, this opportunity. So that's we, right. We, it's not just a, okay, property to property. This is what it is. This is what it has. This is the fencing. Cool. Or this is what the food plots look like. This is what's been done. It's, this is what it has, but let's take it somewhere else. Let's That's take right. that extra step. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you go to, when you look at it like that and you look at our consulting side, let's just look at the other half of what we do. The joke is nobody can spend money quicker than a, than a, a land consultant because it's Any not our consult- money to a spend. consultant, yeah. And so we can step in and say, oh, yeah, you need to put a food plot here. You need to doze all these trees. You need to plant all this stuff. You need to get this equipment. You need to do that. And before you know it, not only did you have to pay to get us there, but then you're paying for all the stuff that we told you to do. Kind of one of the big things that Matt and I really strive to do is help a landowner understand where he can make money, whether it's through timber harvesting or uh, government contracts contracts or uh, contract grazing or other things that you can do um, to where you're not spending bukus of money. Now, don't get too excited because what we probably will have you do is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, but it's rewarding work because you're is. improving your land. And so that's one thing that we strive on is trying not to go and spend a landowner's money like it's free, like it's we're playing with house money. Yeah. Um, because we know that the last thing, and, and this is one reason why we ask oftentimes what the wife loves about the land because it's – <laughs> I think probably some of the most hated men out there are the consultant. Um, the the wife hates the consultant probably the most because you're laying out all this work that you're spending her, her money. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and taking away from the honeydews at home. He's That's got right. he's got his own to do list at the farm. So we strive to really help landowners improve their farm on minimal budgets, um, and so that. F- you add that with the real estate, we can really help you understand what's on the land and the potential it has. And and, and then take it the other step further and say, okay, now if you do all this work, here's what it's worth. Yeah. It's it's not like it's, it's and just here's like your a, target a, buyer. Yeah, yeah. If if they are in, interested in in selling it, or it's just hey, well, I, I don't. Is is this going to be worth it down the road? Well, yeah, it absolutely will. Because if we go down here, I can show you comps on this property. Um, it's it's your it's your end goal, basically. Just look at this one and, and see the value. That's what you're putting into the property. It's not going to cost you that because we're utilizing government contracts or something like this. But it's a again, this is a roadmap that we're laying out for 
for anyone who wants to to enjoy property, um, especially here in Missouri right now. But again, we're going to take this around, not just Missouri, um, but take this around the country. So it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. And we're, we're happy to do it and happy to um, use our knowledge that we're exercising on a daily basis to find it for the right person. So now you wonder what in the world's this podcast like, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, guys. I get it. So the podcast we've devoted to basically when you're purchasing a farm or you're looking at farms, some it's, of the things you're going to run across. Ten red flags. People that you're going to run across. Things that should be red flags to go, okay, maybe there's something different. I need to go a different direction. And, and this is pertaining to specifically a hunting property. Um, stuff that we see daily um, that we kind of have to read between the lines or say, is that really so? It, be skeptical of, I guess, if you will, um, because we are on so many properties or tour so many properties. Some of them are listed. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just clients' land. But uh, if, it, if it is a listing, you can read between the lines of what that agent is actually trying to say as they describe a property, what's what's truly there or what's not truly there, what's elaborated on um, or exaggerated. Oh, so, what's a flat-out lie? Yeah, that's what we want to cover in this. So if you are that person... This will looking for land. This will be really probably entertaining uh, because a lot of the stuff ends up being comical because oh. um, it's it, frustrating <laughs> for us to see this. And it should be frustrating for people who are looking for the property. Um, a great, truly, 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 a great hunting property. Um, so this this is gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. This is that pot that's been boiling. So obviously we, ha- I think that by now they know we, we've had a lot to say about it. So oh. let's let's dive into it. So. One of the things when you're looking at listings, it's always okay. What what? Let's look at the details of the listing, and of course we're all trying to add search engine titles to where it's keywords, and you'll see a lot of phrases that just make me cringe because. Well, who's to say it? That's what. It's not only like who's to say it, but if you want keywords to to you know in Google. You can't use the same one that everyone else is using. Like, you you want your property to stand out among. So, like, you got to change it up a bit. So, phrases like big, big buck paradise. Oh, lordy. Hunting paradise. Hunter's um, dream. And and then they throw in the phrase turnkey. No. I, I, this is what gets me. Is if and anyone can do this. Whether it's uh, go to and we'll, we won't say any um, types of brokerages out there. Certainly won't do that. But go to like a, a site that populates all these different types of brokerages to one location, like Land and Farm or Lands, Lands of, of America. America. Um, go in and, and just search property in your area. Uh, ba- basically, humor us for a little bit. Type yeah. it into the computer. Um, and then just begin to read descriptions and titles um, and look and say, what really is turnkey? Because that phrase is used in way overused and used in instances where it shouldn't be used. Because I think, honestly, turnkey... Um, this should be like when you purchase a house, you go in and you turn the key and open the door and everything's there. Like you just start living. That's it. The sofa's there, the bed's there. Um, there's already shampoo and conditioner <laughs> and soap, body wash in the shower. There's waiting warm on you. cinnamon buns on the counter. It sh- the pantry's stocked. That's turnkey. Yeah, that that gum right. Just yep. because it has two blinds and a tree stand doesn't make it turnkey. Yeah. If and and or or a feeder setup doesn't mean it's turnkey. Just because you have one setup, yeah, make it turnkey. No. Or, if, or it, just it, for the fact that it's been hunted for years in the past doesn't make it turnkey. Oh, that that one gets me, and we'll cover that. But since we're focused on turnkey, to me, if it's turnkey... Let, let's describe what turnkey, turnkey for a hunting property must look like. And, and because, again, I like to think that people hopefully know that our, we're honest. So if, if we were to write up a listing and it say turnkey, By it golly, better be turnkey. Everything's there for you. We're talking 
a place to to stay. And is it turn is it turnkey rifle hunting? Is it turnkey pig hunting? Is it turnkey turkey hunting? Because turnkey turkey hunting is pretty simple. Yeah. Does it have trees? Does it have turkeys? Because that's good for me. <laughs> um, but turnkey hunting, bow hunting, um, should have. If we're just saying turnkey deer hunting, well, let's just yeah, let's focus turnkey on deer hunting, deer hunting pop, uh, property. It should have blinds or stands or both. I think both for every wind situation. It shouldn't just have two blinds. It should have a blind for east wind, blind for north wind, blind for west wind. It should have at least four blinds laid out in actually good spots, like it, not it, in the middle of the field. Oh lordy, if you're seeing. In the pictures, as you're going through property listings, blinds in the middle of fields with no screens, no entry access points, that's not turnkey. That's, hey, watch me as I walk across this field, dear. Like, that's not a turnkey property. No. If you you better have layout of the farm right from, from the beginning. Like, you better it, be like set you up. Can, you can walk through the front gate and begin hunting and see deer that night. Or, or, you know, let's just say you buy it in the fall. Um, it, it is set up and ready. There's food plots that are planted, not food plots that have been left Not open areas. A, a, a small pasture or a small hayfield does not mean it's a food plot location. That's that, that doesn't work. A food plot location is a food plot that is planted, maintained, Soil amendments, they better have records of it. Um, there's forage growing that deer will eat, and yeah. not just again not invasives, not invasives. Um, I can't tell you how many pictures. Again, and I guess I say I say this because I want you guys to be able to see it um, for what it is. Go check it out. Go yeah. check out the pictures, and and there's just littered with. Let's. Most a lot of the fields, honestly, are Cerisa Lespides that you'll see that's food plot location, or um, Bahia grass yeah. down south. You smooth brome up north. Let's be wiser than than this. And I understand sometimes, seriously, sometimes there are properties who have been on the market for longer, um, and those pictures may be updated, not not updated. But the if you're going to list it and say it's turnkey, when you show it. It better be turnkey because you've advertised it and marketed it that it's turnkey, and now you're letting everyone down who's going to come and see it. That's not turnkey anymore. Like you're 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 proving or disproving the fact that it's not turnkey anymore. So, if you have that property and it's been listed for a while, I think there's a due diligence to maintain it as such, that's or, or have a landowner Roadways. who understands that. Road. That's another one. If it's oh. turnkey, the roads better be. In great shape. Great shape. Not huge ruts. We're going to have to haul in a a, a couple dump trucks of gravel or bring in a dozer. Tin horns can't be washed out. Creek crossings. Like gates. There better be good gates with locks on them and set up and ready to go. There better be a skinning shed or a skinning pole somewhere to hang a deer, somewhere to weigh a deer, a little wash bin. At least have there be water on site to wash out deer, clean a deer electricity on site yeah or you could say turnkey hunting property with option to for building envelope or to where it's clear in the listing that there's not a actual cabin there but if it's turnkey it, it probably is going to have of the time some it better sort have of some sort of structure that it's going to have the ability to store equipment yep um has maybe a bunk or a little, and, and some of them we've barn seen, dominium. Yeah, barn dominiums. They um, or or they're kind of like the off the grid cabins, but it has all the equipment. Whether it's a generator, solar power, this and that, to be able to show up and run that camp, that facility, it better be there. That better be there. Is turnkey. That's and right. Better, it better, I think, stay maintained throughout that listing. In a hunting Period. world, if you go on an outfit, you call it guide talk. Oh, yeah, there's a 200 over here and this. There's a 180 over there. It's big promises that are never fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I hear Big Buck, Paratite, Big Buck Paradise turnkey property, I'm automatically just like, pff, I tone it out because it's like, prove it to me. Because yeah. it is so um, I've seen enough waterlogged. That aren't. 
to, to yeah. not believe that there actually is one out there. So anymore. maybe this podcast is for agents too that are maybe. listening. That um, if you're doing that, try to, I guess, have more pride in it and and know that you're selling something and you're you're selling something to somebody. So what you say is taken literally in most instances. And if you're saying turnkey hunting property, there's people coming from states away possibly that are going to see a flat out lie. Yeah, they're going to see something that was. They thought turnkey ready to go. They weren't going to have to buy stands or, or blinds or put up a cabin. Or, and you just or flat move out them or move them around. Because they're in horrible places. And so, or show up and have to do a whole bunch of work just to get food plots ready to plant. Um, so it's very crucial that we raise the bar and say, if you're saying turnkey, it better by golly, it better be turnkey. Or if you're on the on the market to make a to find a turnkey, um, here's the things to look for. Yeah. Um, these better be in place or or they they if they're not in place they better be able to get them in place yeah um it, or you use that to your advantage and if we're representing right. you as an agent and it says turnkey hunting property and the price is high we're gonna do our best to say listen this is not turnkey yep. there's still this much work to do there's this much cost they're gonna have to do to get in there on average there's gonna be this much money they're gonna have to spend to get it to get whatever find an offer and so then hey it may sound like a low ball but that's what it's worth yeah because yeah. this quote turnkey um, property is the exact same as this rough wreck ground <laughs> two miles away and yeah, the comps show it that it's same price yep just because you put turnkey hunting property and there's a feeder and a and a and a uh, blind on it doesn't mean that the value goes up. It just no. means it's somebody's lying you to ha- you. Stuff has has to be in place physically, and and honestly, like intangible things too, has to be in place to call it a turnkey hunting property. So I, I I hopefully we got that little message across. Another one that you go like after you see like title, you always then go to like a description uh, of what that property is. And we're going to kind of jump around a little bit, I'm sure, throughout this podcast and touch on things multiple times. Um, But the one that always gets me is the phrase highly managed. That's the one that gets you. I've got mine. The one that gets me is coming up. I don't like what's wrong with managed or or you tell me what the difference between your farm is that's highly managed and the farm down the road that is managed or the farm down the road that's not managed. Oh. Can you, as an agent, prove to me that it is highly managed? Like, What, what is your record? definition of highly managed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and maybe <clears throat> the man, like management is not, is not a, a, a mineral station. On a property. Oh, the, dang it, man. <laughs> I was going to laugh. That was my, you know, when somebody says, oh, I love this one. Oh, I love hearing this because it just makes me laugh. Well, I've been managing. I've been managing. Oh, he's he's really big. He manages his, you need to come see this farm. So-and-so, he manages it. Man, he's got a lot of big deer on it. I mean, he's got mineral stations all over. Okay, so mineral stations are what caused big bucks. So Let's get real. So he spent a Saturday in May and put some, some uh, mineral out. Put some salt blocks out. Uh, Come to, on. To, let's, yeah, there's Come too on. much research that shows that that's not responsible for getting big bucks by having some mineral stations out. And that's not management. No. That's a good way to get some pictures. And I say good job for going and getting those pictures, man. Absolutely. But that does not constitute as highly managed property. Because if you look across Missouri or any state, heck, Every property is highly managed if we're talking about just because he does some mineral. That's I guess great. I've been highly managing for my whole life. Now, Well, now we're not highly managing because we don't have mineral. That's right. We took it away. So we're that not even coming? managing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. that, those are the things that like we've got to, I guess, as we're reading a description of a property, we have to kind of have that right eye, that right eyebrow right, raised and like it's what is what do you Take mean by highly managed with a grain of salt well and and not to just you know walk around this whole world skeptical of people or skeptical of the the knowledge but we we have to when if you look on a site and and let's say 70% of the timber ground is all big buck paradise 
No, it's not. No, it, because it's I, far from it. I guarantee you that that not. It's not a big buck paradise. Not all timber ground is a big buck paradise. It's here, not. Here, here's an example. I, I'll, I'll just use a little metaphor here. When I see turnkey property or highly managed, I might as well, and I believe it, and I'm going and saying, man, that's a, that's a great listing. And this comes from looking at hundreds and whatever, thousands of listings over the years of going, okay, it's the same thing as getting up the car ad and saying, oh, 90-year-old woman selling her car, only driven <laughs> yeah. to church on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, it's the well, same and thing. And the grocery store. And, and the, beauty the grocery parlor. store. And to get her hair done on Saturday afternoon. Yep. And she changed the oil every 3,000, actually every yep. 2,000 miles just because she wanted to take extra good care of it. Right. It's the same thing. It's a yep. marketing scheme. Yeah. It, it is. And, and again, we, we, we have to know going into it if, if we are a potential buyer what to look for to to identify these red flags in a property listing. Um, if there truly is the opportunity for this stuff in, in listings, then that, man, that's great. But they better be able to talk very educatedly on how that property is highly managed. What's the records on it? If it's highly managed, there should be as long as that person's owned the property or stepped into the class of, quote, highly managed, there better be records. Harvest data. Yep. So weight, was, age. Was, uh, it should have a lot of trail camera pictures showing us hit lists of past years. I'm just, Every single year better have a file that you can pull, you, you can get to very easily, send to potential buyers, and prove to the – prove to them that it is truly highly managed or has been highly managed and then show for how many years it has been. If highly it's managed. highly managed, it should be very easy for them to hand over a report and say, here's the harvest data. Here's the food plot data. Here's the prescribed burn plan. And most importantly, if it is highly managed, it should have a management plan, plan with it. And if it doesn't have a management plan with it, then what highly managed is nothing. It's just a word that somebody's throwing out there. Yep. And, or a couple of words, I guess. And honestly, unless I'm looking for a, a, a truly, if, if I'm, and there's people out there for definitely that are looking for turnkey properties that are highly managed. There's those buyers out there. But if, if not, I want to be the guy who comes in under the radar and finds the place that isn't like, supposedly, I'm air quoting supposedly, highly managed and this and that, I want to find that, that sleeper property. Yeah. That's if like, I see highly managed, I'm just like, okay, they want high top dollar. Yeah, yeah. Or or, or they're selling me a, a line of crap, basically. Yeah. I it's want either, the sleeper property. They want property. top dollar, and it's not a great investment. Maybe it's a great destination for long-term ownership. Sure. But if it is says highly managed and we show up and it's not highly managed – we know we have a lot of bargaining and jewing to do to get <laughs> yeah. it down. Yeah. And and hurt feelings are going to be hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Trail camera images as you're scrolling through listings. Be very skeptical of them um, and be very mindful of the fact if date and timestamps have been cropped out of them. Yes. How old are these pictures because yep. if that deer or that that good deer was five years ago and got shot by a poacher that means absolutely nothing to me or here's the big one they're all let's say in iowa and they're all like wow there's a lot of really good deer here but you just had a big ehd breakout and all yep. those deer died but they're showing you ones without the trail cam or this time stamp there's a good chance there's a reason why they're selling it probably. There's there's a reason why that image has been cropped down yeah. to remove the timestamp. So as you're going through them, just be very mindful of the fact that that picture may not be of current information about what is currently on that property. Um, so you have to, again, take that with a grain of salt. And and I, I've heard this, and I, and I hope that this would not be the case, um, but there are... Agents who have been caught using 
a big buck picture on multiple listings before. Oh man! And and maybe it was accidental. I give them the you know, benefit of the doubt. But if not, that's bad. That's real bad. So as you try to find those properties, again, if you are looking for a highly managed turnkey property, the records have to be there to justify the price and to justify the title, the description, and and what the agent and the way it's being advertised and marketed. So that dream property better have the... It's kind of like, I guess, a guy who's walking around with like super like nice clothes on and, and, and it's like you, he appears to be really wealthy. Um, and then he really has like zero in the bank account, like nothing. And it's like, prove it, prove to me that you're like wealthy. And he goes like, Oh, well here, here's my bank account statement. And, and okay. It doesn't add up. Well, prove to me that this property has got great deer on it right now prove it to me. And that's through chill cameras, but we just need to be shown current data. And if it is, there should be no problem replicate or not replicating, but producing those If images. it is what they say it is, there should be no problem and they should actually have it prepared to show you a if you binder, are a potential a report, buyer, whatever. There should be trail camera images, harvest data, soil amendment, food plot data, prescribed fire, and an overall plan. And there's probably should be a timber management plan, most likely, Absolutely. or that could be tied into a management plan. Or a CRP rotation of prescribed fire, when it was done, how it was done. Maybe the con- we're getting nitty-gritty and, and whatever, but like conditions. But those are the people who, who take those notes or doing and managing properties really, really well. And if yes. they can show that to you, hey, you really know – What's happened? What's been the history on that place to get the habitat in its condition? And then it also gives you an idea of what it's going to take to continue that management, continue that property. Another Uh, one, QDMA management. That kind of ties in with the highly management. QDM practiced. Okay. What gets me is QDM for the last eight years. Prove it. How? How are you going to tell me? It's just like, is is that when this owner bought it? Yeah, like or or are they going to hand over harvest data for the last eight years? I want to see jawbones. I want to see at least jawbone data. Yeah, where it tells us, okay, this is how many does they killed. This is how many bucks they killed. These were the weights and these were the ages. And and this was, um, you know, on the hoof pictures, trail camera images. He yeah, he appears on the hoof to be or was aged prior to the season at four and a half. Here's a harvest photo, and all those harvests should probably have that. You know. Show camera information where you yourself can accurately age it or estimate its age from those pictures. We we have to have that support. So, like, what does it mean, like, QDM managed? Like, what about does? How many does have you been shooting? That's great that, like, all those bucks have come off there. But are you are you managing the whole herd or are you just taking the cream of the crop? No, they're just shooting bucks. That To me, QDM, like, QDM, QDM when it's listed on a – real estate listing, I automatically just assume, and you know what they say about assuming, but it's pretty doggone accurate in the world of real estate when you're looking at listings is, okay, they're just shooting older age class bucks. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, now not all, but a lot of times what goes hand in hand with QDM, and I say that in air quotes because it's not true QDM, is if people are using the definition of real estate list and QDM management, they're shooting upper age class bucks and they're really only focused on those and there's a overabundance of does. Yeah, exactly. And so if you have the overabundance of does, there's a lot of work to go in to get that herd back healthy, keyword healthy. And it's balanced. Balanced back to the state that it needs to be in. And like, if it's QDM, again, there, there's records of what has taken place over this X amount of years, eight years, 10 years, five years, three years. If there's only three years, I understand there might not be as many, let's say, data points, images, harvest to pull from, but there still sub- should be some substantial records that it can be proven that it was under QDM management. And that, with that being said, is it in a co-op? Because yeah. we also know that neighbors 
depending on the property size, play an extremely important role in that. Just because this property has been QDM managed, it's 50 acres. Well, not that you can't do QDM on 50 acres, but that deer didn't just live on your 50 acres. What is the neighborhood like? Like, I mean, honestly, a property that hasn't been hunted has been QDM. They're letting deer get to older age classes. Yeah. But your neighbor, you know, crossed the line 20 yards over there. He's shooting them. Yeah. Like, I, I just, to what degree is it QDM managed? And what is the neighborhood surrounding you like? You better have those relationships built in to that property because you need to justify it. And, and co-op, if that property is in a co-op, man, that would be really appealing to me. I bet, wow, okay. You know, this is this goes just beyond the property that I'm buying. This is like a neighborhood of everyone's on the same page. I can, my my time spent here is going to be served well. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get results. Or they've already shown that results can be had. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm already skeptical when I see it, and then it comes down to helping the landowner, the client. If it's the buyer helping them, you know, we're not going to list something like this unless it truly is. But yeah. helping the potential buyer go, okay, let's let's look through all the words and see what it truly is, and what the work is. Um, but to me, there's just so much that so many phrases that get thrown out there that are so like. And and here's the here's the thing in one ear out the other. Yeah, here's the thing that I think is what f- I guess and, and and I guess fools some agents um, is a lot of these properties are listed as great hunting tracks. I think that they may be saying it has the potential to be. I hope so. <laughs> I hope that's what they're trying to allude to because in their current state they're actually they're not. They're not a, a, a just a flat timber track that hasn't been the timber hasn't been managed. It's probably not a great hunting track. Honestly. No, there's and, and frankly here in the Ozarks there's more not great hunting tracks than there are great hunting tracks. Oh, absolutely. But every, almost ninety percent of them get marketed as great hunting. Yep. Who's to say it's great hunting? Yep. Because did that agent uh, hunt it? it? Who who hunted it? Yeah. Is it it has the potential to be great hunting because the person that owns it has never hunted. But you're saying it's great hunting. It's so, a non-resident landowner. It's great hunting. Well, what does that mean? Did you lease it? Like, let me yeah. see. The, the oh, record. so you shot a good buck <laughs> off <laughs> yeah. of it. Right? So it's like, are, are, are these properties listed just because of the potential that they have? And if so, I'm glad that people are seeing potential in properties. But we, you're not selling a potential, really. You're selling what's current. Or you a buyer can, should be selling what is currently there. If you're listing it as potential... It can't have potential pricing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's got to have current real life pricing. current pricing. Yeah. And so yeah. you can't sell it for what it's going to be worth. You got to sell it for what it's worth. Because you're buying a property that's like already at the price that's already done, but then you have to do all the work and pay for all the work to be done. That yeah. doesn't make sense. And no smart investor is going to buy that property yeah. because unless they unless they're just been they fall for it. Yeah, which happens a lot. It does happen. But that's unfortunately. This is the real estate agents that are listening. This is where we're saying to you that if you're marketing your properties like this, you're no better and you're not doing any better for yourself or than your the guy selling a car with the old woman mentality that yeah. she only drove it to church on Sundays. Yeah. That's what you're doing. So if you want to be respected with your listings, and it's easy to find the ones where you know, okay, that guy's got his stuff together. Great pictures, great images. What he has listed in the description is represented in the photos. They're they're easy to understand. And when we ask for the stuff that he's quoting, it's there. Whether it's harvest data or whatever, years of QDM, mm. um, it better have that stuff present. Absolutely. Another one, um, another big point is it's been managed for X years. And we, we, we touched on it earlier. Yep. I, I, I better see in pictures and in a tour fire scars. If it's been managed, there should be fire prescribed fire on it. If that, if that farm requires, if that area requires prescribed fire, if I better see TSI managed, managed timber, I better see, um, trees felled. 
I better see tree tops. I better, I better see, see more natives than non-native invasives. I better see sunlight getting down to the forest floor. If I'm not seeing that, then I'm not. I'm questioning what does it mean managed. Then you ask the listing agent, "What's highly managed mean?" Because if what what is highly managed, does it mean managed to where there's no poachers because they drive the fence line every day? Yeah. Is that one way that it's highly managed? Because if you're talking about the land being managed, it's not there. Yeah. Um, to me, that's that's one other thing that we'll touch on too is the invasives. Um, when it's highly managed, there better not be invasives on it. So, or, or there this better is, at least be an effort to control them. Yes, you better see that. Prescribe fire or or herbicide use work. herbicide work or mulcher on the front of a skid steer. Um, what we've covered so far is the listings, but there's other things when you're actually on the property that yeah. should match up. And if mm-hmm. you're seeing autumn olive, and that's where. If you're going to an area, that's and frankly, that's where our skill set is. If we're going to an area, let's say around a bigger city or a suburb, Illinois in general, Illinois, <laughs> yeah, the great <laughs> state of Illinois, to where the the state tree is bush honeysuckle, um, <laughs> yeah. or Indiana is pretty bad too, in parts Ohio. of Ohio, um, to where if if you're going, we're going to an area, we're automatically researching to find out what one of the worst invasives are in that area. What do we need to be looking for? And it What's, could be autumn olive. It could be bush honeysuckle. It could be Chinese privet down south. Yep. Um, it could kudzu, be kudzu. Um, tree of heaven. Whatever it is, if it's managed, we better not see all that stuff. We, we better not see it. Throughout the landscape. Overtaking things. That's right. Because that's a battle. Like, and we're, you know, it's not lifelong. Yeah. But like... It, at least you better be take. There better be effort shown that it's trying to be maintained, or f- you're fighting that good fight. Um, if it's just running rampant, uh, then it's not highly managed, or it's not it's not been managed, or hasn't been obviously identified that hey, this is a problem that needs to be taken care of. So again, if it's been managed, you want to see TSI, you want to see prescribed fire, you want to see burn lines, you want to see well managed food plots, you want to see um, a great native representation of, of what that area is going to offer um, throughout the property in different parts. You want to see a great road system throughout the property and a well-laid-out road system. One thing, as a as a hunter, we talked about, like, looking up or the titles of a property is a big buck paradise, this and that. One of the first things I do, no matter what, I go and click an aerial. I want to see what's the boundary like on this farm. I looked at one today. And it was, it was being marketed just like we're talking about. And I clicked on the um, aerial, and it was like three L's together. It was like, ah, what? It was yeah. like, awful. It was terrible. And and it didn't like it didn't offer access points. If, it, okay, I understand if you have a proper that some of them are shaped weird, but you better have the ability to access that property. Unless you have just – there's the one road that winds through everything. You're like – that's my only in- entry and exit point. Like, that's not good. No. It's like, honestly, an aerial or, can tell you a lot of how highly managed it is. If you have a lot of border fence or you have a lot of uh, property boundary, square footage-wise, because of odd shapes and stuff like that, not to say you shouldn't buy them. It's a case-by-case deal. But to me, I I, I, I want to be very mindful of neighborhood when I look at that aerial, think of, of my farm, my family farm. It is probably one of the worst shapes. If if we had bad neighbors, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. Because everywhere you go on the property, you're not far away from from a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Because it's odd shape of almost a Texas shape, but scrawnier panhandle <laughs> than Texas. That's what it's shaped like, almost like a star. If you want to simplify it and put it into a shape. It you have to really get into the very heart of it just to get away from the neighborhood a, a boundary fence, and then you have to get to the heart of it to get to these other corners. Yeah, the little stars, the end of the stars. That's it, and so it's not a great shape. But you knowing the neighborhood, um, and knowing who we had there, just is what makes it great. We don't yep. have a lot of hunting on the neighborhood. Um, stand placements. Yep. Another thing, whenever we're talking highly managed QDM practice hunting farm if you go to it if it's a true hunting farm there better be a bunch of stands and not just a bunch of home built ones that have been no, there the for 10 years yeah, that are out. death traps yeah there better be good stands set up or at least 
the option to see stands set up. If you're buying a turnkey, the stands better be there or blinds better be there. They better be in place and they better be in a place that when you get there and see it, you better not question how they're getting there and getting out of it. No. If if you, every time you see a stand, you're like, how do you hunt this? If it's, if it's tough for you to figure out, probably in a bad spot, bad spot. Yep. Yep. If, uh, at that one, just, Drives me nuts. But this one is my <laughs> one that drives me nuts. Well, because I see it in almost every listing around here, I it seems say, like. I would say it's it's in 80, 80% of the listings. <laughs> oh, gosh, it drives me nuts. And there's a reason because probably because it doesn't just apply to hunting properties. Oh, yeah. It applies to any property that has trees on it. And, and it applies because this market is ever-changing. Like it, it changes weekly, it changes monthly, um, so you you better be able to justify this term or this phrase that is thrown out so often. Every single listing, it seems like. But timber value to has me, timber value. Timber value, timber marketable timber. Oh, marketable oh. timber. Okay, on what market? Whose market? I better be able to go in there and make money. Right then and there. If it's marketable timber, show me the market, baby. Yeah. Okay. Call the log truck because we're cutting. Yeah. If, if, if I'm I get buying there a piece. Say, what am I cutting? Yeah. I'm just, ticked off. Wait. Marketable timber to who? <laughs> the guy who wants to cut firewood? What, no. It's actually marketable log. It's marketable just the, log. The one big tree on yeah, there. Yeah. Marketable log. Yeah. It okay. Was the one in front of the house because they didn't want to cut it because it's in front of the house. <laughs> And there's a good chance it's hollow. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about marketable timber, and this is the one that really just bugs me, is because land varies from lots to ranches. And if you buy, if you're looking at smaller parcels, and it says marketable timber, red flag immediately, just because there is trees on it of bigger size doesn't mean there is a market for that or a logger, most importantly, a logger who's going to come to a 30-acre parcel to log and get 20 trees. Yep. There may be trees there that are valuable log. They're valuable logs. They're marketable logs. But there is not enough quantity to bring in a logger to harvest the few that aren't there to then drag them to a sawmill. So... I've been on multiple properties and, and I have, and I'm guilty or I guess I'm not guilty because I'm just going to give you a story. I worked a property in Northern Missouri, kind of central Missouri, I guess that had valuable saw logs on it. But because of a few, there was not a sawmill close. There were a few loggers that were around, but the sawmill was too far away that it wasn't worth their time to go and cut those trees and then drag them to a sawmill that was miles and miles away. At so that point, it wasn't there's, marketable. There's value on the property, but, but it's, it's not marketable anymore. That's because it. marketable means that everyone in in that operation, landowner, forester, logger, sawmill, have a cut. That's it. And so you have to be cautious of that with that red flag marketable timber or timber value. Um, small acres especially. Um if there's timber value on there, they better say how much value is on there. A lot of times with the uh, MDC, they have a forestry management plan that mm-hmm. probably could be associated with the property. Show it to me. Yep. Show me what what's the plan. Who says? That's, yeah. that, who says? Who, who's the one that's telling me there's marketable timber? And is the it log- the landowner? Yeah. Is it the listing agent? Or is it a, a timber a forester who's been there in the last... I, I want to know from the forester because the landowner, it. of course, he's going to say there's marketable timber. He wants more money for his land. I get that. An agent, sometimes they don't even know what kind of tree it is. No, that's another that's, good question. What? Okay, what? What is the marketable timber? Is it oaks? Is mm-hmm. it walnut? It, not just oaks. Is it white oaks? Yep. Or is it black oak? Black oak. Or is it red oak? Mm-hmm. Or is it cherry? And and cherry is one of those things where it's like everybody thinks, "Woo, it's cherry. It's worth a lot of money." But that that's no. not true. It depends on the market. A couple of years ago, when well, last year when we were harvesting uh, the Prairie Hollow property, 
the cherries weren't worth hardly anything. Yep. And so he just left them. Yep. And, but then there's people that are like, oh, it's got cherries on it. Well, okay, S- great. What's um, the current market telling us? That's it. Grain prices change every day. We all know that. So do timber. That's it. And what's, and so, what's necessary to be logged? What's simple? What's, what's a demand? simple way to know if there's timber value? Okay, go in, look for trees that are over 16 inch diameter at breast height. So walk up to them and just see what what it looks like, and then look around and see how many are in the area, and keep that in mind as you walk the entire farm and say, boy, there are a lot of trees that were 16 inches in diameter, and they're oaks or they're walnuts, but if they're all elms or maybe they're a pine plantation yep. of loblolly pines, and you think, man, this this is ready to harvest. Doesn't mean there's a market. It, we saw that just we months saw, ago. In the film, if you watched the film, the second film, I believe it was, um, with Kyle Benton and his family, they had pines, and they could not get a logger in there because the market, the demand was so low, no one would come in, or no sawmill would take those logs, even if someone had cut them. They would have just it. been holding on to them. So we've got to understand what these terms mean. And just because there's big trees or bigger trees on a property does not mean it's marketable timber and there's value there. It does not. Be skeptical. Be mindful. Just be smart about it. That's that's why we encourage if you are buying a property to hunt and you're wanting somebody to understand this, this is, this is our little... Uh, what do you call it? Your, spiel. Your, our little spiel or our... Uh, why would you want... Why, why do you want us to represent you? Well, this is why. Here's yes. our podcast. Yeah. Frankly, um, if if this is if the listing represents everything we've been describing and you want an angle and you're like, I don't think it is, that's where we come in to where it's like, okay, either we're going to get the price way down or they're going to sit on it a while until they find somebody mm-hmm. dumb enough to fall for it, I guess. Hey. Um, and sometimes it works. Maybe that's why it's out there because people people do – sell them on it you yeah. know i guess there's people buying cars that have bad engines in them and they yeah. think they yep barney five fell for it that's right invasives sure again that's a big thing oh um, I, this I, one that this one gets me um hasn't been oh. hunted in 10 years hasn't been hunted in 30 years heard that often and it's like before we go there i got what? one more thing about the timber okay another one virgin timber oh i you hear that one every once in a while virgin <laughs> timber oh it's got virgin Okay, so it's never been cut. Right. So I should see 500-year-old oaks? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It, those cut. are it's very, very few and far between. Okay, I just had to say that. Yeah. Hasn't um, been hunted in X years. I call bullcrap. <laughs> I call bullcrap. I mean, if there's a landowner on um, the property, especially, and I, I feel like you get this a lot on like non-resident landowners. Okay, just because he hasn't leased out the rights to hunt it doesn't mean it's not getting hunted. If yep. there is an active landowner on it and he really does not allow hunting on a property, I can see where that may be the case. Or but, foreclosure properties not being hunted in so many years. You'll see that a lot. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're right. not hunted by knowledge. you, but it's, all the neighbors yeah, are hunting it. Not, by, not hunted by law-abiding citizens. Yeah. Like, if there's a property out there that... There's no one watching over. Go there opening day. Like, listen for some gunshots. Walk a property line. If they're not on over a property line, they're going to be daggum close to it. But just be skeptical of what that means. Can you, like, prove it? Like, can you prove to me that it hasn't been hunted? Like, of course, I don't have any harvest photos. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. That's because you don't have a camera. Hasn't been hunted like, in 10 years, and that's only because we don't have any data to show you. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, we, we, and if it hasn't been hunted, put up a trail camera. See, if the, it, during the time, let's say, okay, everything else checks out, and you're like, okay, well, um, here's an offer contingent upon what the next three weeks of trail camera show. Yeah, or after you walk the property and you're looking for old tree stands, built tree stands, roadways that are traveled. That's the other thing. How many times have we gone into a property that's like, never been hunted? Where are these, whose tree stands are these? Like, why are, the line's not even, the the pull-up line isn't dry rotted. Like, it hasn't been, like, five years. Or never been hunted. Okay, well, what are are all these tracks? Why is there trails down? What's the four of the trails for? Hey. 
Recreation? What is that mock scrape doing out there in that field? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Just be mindful. Be careful. Um, Because uh, here's the thing. These are are typically large sums of money that um, people are, are... putting out and dishing out for properties. So we've, we've got to be mindful of that and respectful of that. Um, it, we don't want, ever want to offend anybody, a buyer or seller, whether you have a listing or not. We, we just want to be mindful of what is actually happening on the property or what has actually happened on the property. That's it. And I, I mean, I don't, we don't want to beat this into the bush, but... Um, well, we are. <laughs> Too late, uh-huh. but like, let's let's just be smart about these properties. If you're looking for a property, know what to look for. Know what to know what to look for in the listing. Know what to look for when you're out know on what the property. To, avoid. Um, to me, is like if it is a turnkey hunting property, if it is a managed for so many years, if it is a QDM practiced farm. Um, there should be a management plan involved. Mm-hmm. There should be a completed management plan for the property that talks about the timber, talks about the prescribed fire plan, talks about the food plot plan, talks about harvest data. Um, it you basically you should look for that. If it's not there, then we also want to look for the layout. So what does it look like in an aerial? What is the shape of the property? What's the road system like? Because that we preach that so much access, access, access. And if it's a hunting property and there's no road to it or in it or some way to get around it, um, then we have a lot of work to do. Yep. No doubt. And we can't pay top dollar for it. So we're going to get – it's time to jew. Yeah. It's time to buckle down. Yeah. and Throw that low ball out there. And See then another happens. one. Talk to the neighbors. Oh, gosh. you got to do your due diligence with the neighbors. If there's a farmer on a tractor, go and stop him. Get his idea of the neighborhood. See who's bad. See who's good. Who can be trusted before you go out and buy a property? Because those are those are then now your neighbors. Like you have to get along with them. If I ever tell you the Prairie Hollow property was bought um, while they were on the tour, they ran in my dad, and dad gave him the full history of the area, mm-hmm. and that that's that dad first met the Prairie owner of the yep. Prairie Hollow property, and now we're managing that property. Yep. And you think about first that impressions. first impression right there. Talk to the neighbors. You have it in the notes. Everyone has a nosy neighbor. I got three of them. Um, yep. Fact check. Um, just basically, okay, hey, who hunts this on opening day or who hunts this during deer season? Find out the information. Um, go to the local coffee shop. If it's a small town USA, you know somebody's got some information on that farm. Oh, yeah. Um, those pull old up time, Google those Earth. Those old-timers, they're not afraid of the truth. That's and right. They will just let it let you have Pull it. up Google Earth and go to the historical images and just see what it looked like yeah. years ago. Yep. Um, and so we say all that as just a reminder to get people, um, if you are looking for land and you are thinking about purchasing or selling, these are the red flags that people, if you are listening, these Top are like Matt and flags. I as agents, this is what we're looking for to, uh, to when we're going to listings. It's like, okay, red flags. Uh, and, yep. and a lot of times if it is higher price and we see all that, we turn away. We don't even waste our time taking a, a buyer there because we know it's top dollar for a sheet full of lies. Yeah. Um, and so that's where it goes into, since we are agents, we want to represent you. Uh, we want to help you find your dream property, your dream, um, ranch farm, whatever it is. We want to help you do that, or we want to help you. Find the buyer to turn it into your, uh, into their dream farm. Uh, if you're wanting to list it, and and we're not going to fill your listing full of a bunch of bogus that we just told yeah. you about. Um, that all goes with the fact that since we are consultants, there's if you're looking at land, there are ways to get discounts on on our consulting services. And sometimes if it's a bigger if farm, if you're buying with us. There's opportunities that we can. You may not even get get charged consulting fees depending on the size of the property, Um, but we have to be involved. Of course, um, this doesn't just run off of air. We have to run off of money, and so buy our commission on real estate. So if we represent you as a buyer seller, that's how we get paid instead of having to get paid through consulting services depending on the size of the property. So this whole prop, this whole podcast devoted to real estate. 
and there's going to be many more because this is we're just getting going well, it, on. It, here's the other thing too, like it, if you are looking to buy or sell, and, and you don't know how to whether it's talk the talk or or whatever or or do your due diligence with these landowners, I mean with with these other land agents, we can help find help you find the right agent in your area for this property. That's right. It, it, you you describe you tell me what that property's like, and I will work on your behalf to find you the agent who can best represent your property. doesn't have to be Missouri. That could be Kentucky. Or you're, or you're thinking about, is my property best marketed as a cattle farm, best marketed as a hunting farm, best yeah. marketed as a recreational farm, and or uh, whatever. Yep. We can help you with that. So No doubt. No doubt. Would you rather, Matt, would you rather purchase a turnkey hunting property? Okay, you're buying sight unseen. Okay. Would you rather buy a turnkey hunting property in northern Missouri or a completely like surprise bag that's a little bit bigger but it's in timber country is is this listed as recreational like i mean like is the listing true like turnkey is it legit turnkey we don't know you're just looking at the that's why i'm saying you're you're oh. you're oh. <laughs> Knowing what I know, I'm going seriously. I'm probably going just that timber property. I am too, because it's I, probably gonna be sold for much less. It's not as big of a risk. Um, I could do some, hopefully, some TSI, do some work on it, maybe make that money back if it's not the right place. Make it a true turnkey. I'm probably not gonna buy a property site unseen. <laughs> that's that's, how I, that's why I asked the question yeah. because I want people to understand the seriousness of turnkey hunting property. Buying sight unseen, not knowing what's there. Because yeah. a lot of times, to me, turnkey hunting property is one of the easiest ways to try and say it's top dollar farm. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. not, most likely. It better be top dollar yeah. farm. All right, guys. We appreciate it. Hey, if you have any questions regarding this, please reach out Facebook, Instagram, or on our new fancy website. We would love to help you out. Appreciate it, guys.